Hello everyone, I'm Sam Kunjiman along with Bidya Daniel and Pastor Tinku Thompson. And as we enter into a new year, so we have a very interesting topic today to talk related to the resolutions uh, which people take in the beginning of every year and regarding their life management. And I just want to thank you, Pastor, for coming today again. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to be with you both again for another episode. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Good, good. How are you, Biju? Yeah, I'm doing good. How's your like New Year, everything going? It's going good, not bad. Yeah, busy? Kind of busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same here, same here. How about you, Pastor? Busy? Yeah, really busy. No, you know, so I think uh, what we are going to talk today will be mostly coming out of our experiences. Yes. Too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. As this New Year starts, you know, a lot of people uh, have different resolutions. A lot of people have different things going on. What is the New Year's, you know, service tradition in churches? You know, because different, uh, like companies, different people, different people have different things they do. But in the church, what's the tradition? Okay, so there is no tradition, you know, uh, per se. Uh, I think uh, what you are referring to probably, I guess, is more about the New Year services which are held in yes, churches. Yes. Oh, okay. Yep, okay. Yep, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a good question because. Uh, we, we do see that uh, many churches have uh, something called as a New Year service or some call us year-end service, some even call us watch night service. There are different names given. And uh, typically what happens in those services, depending upon the size of the church, uh, if a church is bigger, uh, you know, if a church is smaller, I think uh, if it is somewhere in a manageable size, 50, 70, you would typically see most of the people testifying that night. And if the church is bigger, uh, let's say 200 or 150 even, they reduce it to one person from the family uh, giving a word of testimony. And if it's even bigger than that, I, th I don't think there is this whole thing of uh, giving testimonies. But, you know, this is something, uh, I, I would say there is no biblical uh, mandate or doctrine or anything behind it. I think this is something uh, which, which is done as a, as a, as a service. Um, I, I really don't feel like um, there is anything wrong with that as long as people understand that the intent is to just uh, give glory to God and enter into a new year together as a church family and praising God. And, you know, there are time zone differences, so it's not like, you know, if you are in, uh, let's say, Japan or China and if you're in the U.S. or, you know, all, all time slots you know, time frames, time zones have different times where people enter the new year. So there is there is no uniformity. Even in U.S., you know, East Coast people would enter one or early. So it's just a, it's just more of a good time. People reflecting upon what God has done in their life in the last year. And in some churches also, there is a. Uh, I won't call it as a tradition because a lot of people don't think that as a tradition is to give verses, Bible verses. A lot of people uh, testify that that verse have been a guiding principle or very important to their life during that year. Mostly the pastors or whoever is preparing that will pray that, you know, God will give people. And I think it's a good perspective, uh, have, you know, on the new year to get a verse. There is no harm in giving a Bible verse. But uh, one thing I want to emphasize is there is no tradition per se, you know, like that. And people should not think that. It's a custom, and if one year, if you don't do a, a, you know, New Year service, it's a sin or anything like that. It's, it's, it's more of a time for believers to get together and glorify God and uh, just uh, enter into a new year, uh, you know, praising God. Thank you, and I'm sure that a lot of us, you know, 
when we've been going ever since we were little. So that's where that tradition question probably comes in. Where I'm sure you you have been, Biju. Yeah. You've been ever since you were little. Yeah, so I, I've I've not been because I don't yeah. I didn't I didn't I was not born in a uh, Pentecostal you know household per okay. se from the beginning. So I didn't have it from the childhood. Yeah. But yeah, from uh, long years I have also been. Uh, going and attending and you know now conducting these uh, New Year services. So yeah. I think more than a tradition, we should understand the intent of it. Yeah, and also uh, one thing which we have noticed during the New Year services that many people come and testify, as you said, like sometimes even one person from each family. So and we have seen like people taking uh, New Year resolutions and decisions on a New Year time frame, but. Can you let us know like why people take that specifically? Yeah, yeah. I think it, it has got uh, more to do with uh, the fact that people always like new beginnings. I, I know of people who take new decisions on birthdays because it's a milestone. They can remember, right, something. Um, and I, I also know of people who sometimes take decisions on the first day of the month thinking that, okay, next month I am going to do this. And some people even get to the point where they would say, if it's something significant, like, you know, in, in some date which they can normally remember. So I think New Year is a good opportunity for people to start with new beginnings. Normally, if you go to any fitness center or gym or anything like that, you will see a lot of people in the first week of uh, <laughs> January. And it, 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 normally what I've heard is it, it tends to go down after 15th uh, because a lot of people will take decision that we want to be fit and we want to do many things. I think there is no harm in, you know, making some good decisions and uh, just, uh, you know, it could be related to your family, it could be related to your spirituality, it could be related to your health. Um, but I think the challenge is, again, to stick to it and uh, go through it. And, you know, some, sometimes people take very strong decisions and uh, they, they stick to it. I, I, I met a person recently who took a decision to lose uh, some weight last year and he lost about 40 pounds. It's hard work, but he was consistent. He so stuck to it. Yeah, yeah. So if 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 you do just um, for 15 days, that's not going to happen. Right. So I think uh, one thing we have to understand. So I think it's a it's a human tendency, and uh, it's it's a good thing. But uh, how we maintain that is uh, important. Yep. Yep. I can relate to it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I can relate to it too. My my gym is always packed in January, and then by March, it's the same old people there. Yeah, that always goes. So, yeah. um, so I know you know, uh, with the new year and all the time, a lot of people are really busy with schedules. But a lot of people say they're busy, but if you actually look at their calendar, look at their schedule, they're not busy. In times like that, though, I know you manage a lot of different projects, do work. How do you manage your time on the many different things you have going on? Yeah, it's a it's a very important question, and I I would admit that um, I I have not completely figured it out because, you know the the more you think about it, uh, it's 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 a it's a question which is, um, you know I personally won't say that I figured everything out, but I can give you some guidelines about how I do because definitely, I I do manage many things, and uh, number one thing I would say is, a priority in life. What is our priority? So, uh, so there are certain things, uh, and it depends upon the values we follow. And uh, I, I, I say that we should have a life mission statement. So normally churches have mission statement, organizations have mission statement, but a lot of times we as individuals don't have mission statement. A few years ago, I, or actually in fact, I nailed it down last year, 
uh, I made a mission statement for my own life. Um, so basically, uh, once you have a mission statement, you have to make sure that everything you do is, uh, just like any organization would do, aligns with your mission statement for your life, and you need to revise or review that mission statement, remind yourself that mission statement few things, few times at least a year or even more than that. The other thing I want to tell you is that you have to realize that you can't do everything. So there, were, there was a time in my own life where I used to feel guilty about everything I'm not able to do. I used to always have a long list of things to do. But we all know that time is a limited resource and we only have 24 hours and uh, there is very, um, you know, you, you can't compromise on, uh, you know, certain things. Like, for example, if you compromise on your sleep, you're going to have medical issues. So I compromised on my sleep at some point in, in the past and I, you know, I realized that that's not a good idea. So now I don't uh, try to do that. So that's, that's another thing. Th one more thing I want to say is you have to learn to say no before you say yes and you cannot say no. What I mean by that is that's a phrase I've heard long time ago but that's very important because a lot of times uh, we are so nice that we are not able to say no to things. And if we are not able to say no, and there will be a time where we will not be able to say no. So we have to understand our limits. Um, then uh, one more thing I want to say is, uh, you know, don't feel guilty as I said. If you can't do everything, don't feel guilty. I think as a, as a Christian, what you should do, uh, look, focus is, are you faithful with the time God has given? Let's say you are spending, uh, you know, two, three hours a day, uh, in front of TV or some things which are not, uh, you know, very, very productive, then that means you're not faithful with your time. But at the same time, if you're doing, if you're utilizing your time, you should not be uh, feeling sad about it. But one more thing I will add is, we have to think about ourselves if we are being lazy or we are working hard, right? So that is something uh, we can only think about ourselves and we can answer that. Uh, one thing I will uh, conclude here in this question is we should budget our time. We normally budget money, but we should also budget our time. What I mean by that is we all know that we have how many hours in a week? 168? Is that true? Yeah. I don't so know the exact number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, seven, yeah. so 24 hours. And out of that, I actually I have a budget of my time. I, I should have bought that, but I, I don't have it right now. So basically, you, you know that every month, every day you have to sleep, let's say, seven hours or whatever time you need. And then you reduce that. Then if you go for a work, how much time? If you go to church, how much time? Then what are the things you needed for personal? So when you come up with all those things and you have to um, put your, um, you know, all the things you're supposed to do and see whether you are really have time, and also prioritize to see that are you really focusing on things you should really do? Or are you focusing on things you, which is of not much value? So I would, I would add that um, it, is, it is a matter of value. Uh, and I, I have few more things I would say. I always focus on what will give, have eternal impact. I always think in from that perspective. Uh, maybe later I can elaborate on that more. But what I, what I mean to say is you need to really look at it a holistic way and um, prioritize it based on uh, what are your priorities and what is your mission in your own life. So just one more uh, clarification, actually. Mm -hmm. So do you put like a calendar or what specifically do you do? Do you have like a day-day calendar where you keep, 
you know, specific tasks every day of what exactly what times you can do stuff or? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what I normally do is I have, I, I use some software, I use some tools. Yeah. Um, I, I have a to-do list is a software I personally use and there are many other. So basically what I do is there are some recurring tasks uh, right. which I need to do every day and which I need to do every week and which I need to do on some periodic basis. Then there are some tasks which I normally add and I prioritize it. But I will also want, one thing I learned uh, through some other people is, a lot of times we feel very happy about having a list. We feel like, okay, now I have a list. So having a list gives you a feeling that things are under control because if you don't have a list, you feel like everything is all over. But when you have a list, you feel like, okay, now I have in control. But that doesn't mean the task is done. Right. right, having a list, yeah, yeah, list yeah. is not. So a lot of people um, struggle with this problem. They have a list, but they never do it. So what you need to do is, if you have something in your list, you have to make sure it gets into your calendar, right. or uh, you know, in, a, in some way, whatever way works for you, that action can be taken on it. Let's At say a I need to time or yeah, yeah. Let's say I need to work on a project. Let's say I need to do some paper. I need to write a, something. So I can add to the list, but it will always be there in my list. But I need to make sure that I find time in my calendar, I block time, and I do that. And otherwise, it's, it's very difficult. And I'm, I'm not saying I have achieved perfection in that, but I'm trying my level best because moving uh, things from your to-do list to your calendar uh, with dedicated time, you know, will take you to success. Otherwise, you know, a lot of times we go by feeling, we don't feel like doing things. So right. we'll just skip it, you know. <laughs> we will do low-value things and we don't do it. Yeah, actually that's helpful. So one point which you mentioned, I just want to bring it up again. So if we compromise on certain things in our life, we'll we'll see some bad effects also. Like you say, if we compromise on sleep, we'll, it'll impact our health. So one such important thing is a regular family prayer. So how can we ensure that in our life we have a regular family prayer? Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, admit or not, I don't know, uh, but I have seen many people struggle with this, especially with the, how our lifestyle is now. So family prayer concept in the olden times, I think, was pretty good and pretty easy because normally people would be done by seven, six, seven o'clock. I'm just giving an average. And then the whole evening was there. There was no TV, no Internet, uh, you know, nothing like that. Right. And so people had it. Uh, now the challenge is the work schedule is another important thing. So even in some European countries now, everything, you know, stops after five o'clock. The shops all close. So, so there is a lifestyle which is suitable for, and the evening can be family time. But work-life balance. Work-life yeah. balance. Yeah. But nowadays, a lot of people work in the evenings, including in my own home. You know, my wife works in the evening right now, and you know, kids and there are different challenges. Kids also. activities. Kids activities. Stuff, yeah. Church meetings could be another one. So now the important question is, how do you maintain that? I will give you some tips, uh, which I don't know everybody can follow, but I will tell you what works out in my own case. Number one thing, you have to understand that unless and until you don't um, realize the priority behind something, it's very important. It's like exercise. It's like sleep. It's like uh, any, anything else in life, right? So once you are convinced that something is important, you will give time for it. So unless and until somebody is not convinced about that, it's not going to work. The second thing I would tell you is you have to find a time which will work. What I mean by that? So in our case, um, evenings are not going to work because otherwise we'll have to wait till 
midnight, right? So that's not going to happen. So what we have done very recently is we have kept it early in the morning, six o'clock, right? So it's a sacrifice. Uh, you know, sometimes people are sleeping late, still. but that's a time where it's very unlikely for you to have any other meetings or any other conflicts, right? Uh, so at least if we keep that time very, um, you know, close, then uh, we 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 can actually make sure that it happens. The other thing I would say is, uh, you, each family will have to sit down and uh, make sure that they find the time where very less conflicts and disruptions are there, very less. Because I would say, if if it's if if you if a family decides we are going to do family prayer at five p.m. Uh, very likely that you will have a lot of disruptions, right? Some people may be late from the work and all those things. Right. If somebody says we will do at 10 p.m., uh, you will be half asleep, you know. That's another issue. So some people will think that we will finish up everything, then we will do. That's also a challenge. So that's something. Um, so same time for every day is very critical if you can manage that. Uh, that's important too. And regular habit. And uh, I, I will also say that every day... The atmosphere in your family prayer may not be same. Sometimes you may you may feel more uh, energetic some days, but that's fine as long as consistency is there. Uh, I think one of the biggest challenge uh, even in family prayer is consistency. And my personal advice is that people should sit down if they are struggling with it and find a time when everybody will be energized. Even if you have kids, they should be energized. I know morning is not easy, but you'll have to, uh, you know, try hard and make sure. Because if you really value the importance of a family prayer, you should uh, do that. That's that's the way I look at that whole yeah. topic. Yeah, actually, I like the point which you said. Like, we need to have a consistency, and along with that, we need to sit and figure out a time which is like least interruptive um, and where we don't find any other interruptions. Yeah, and also I like the other point you said too, where if you do it like late at night and once everything's done nothing will get everything will never be done yeah and then you'll end up being half asleep and not giving the importance to god that he deserves yeah. and one more thing time. i will just add if you miss something once it's easy to for you to miss twice right even when sometimes we, we talk about church meetings and schedule i said don't skip something right even if one or two people are there the reason is if you and this is this applies to everything. If you skip once something in your life, you want to skip you, again. You you will feel more comfortable in skipping the next time. Right. So it's like okay, if one day the family prayer was missed, the second time you won't feel it, and then very soon you will you will get into a mode where even if you miss, you don't even feel like we missed it. Right. right. That's that's uh, that's the thing. And the other thing is, if you have little children, it's it's a very important that they learn that from the beginning that this is important because. If we don't do it in our homes, they won't grow up knowing that it's a priority, it's an important thing. So then that brings me to, you know, what I was going to talk about next. I know you went into it a little bit before, but just, you know, different people prioritize things different ways. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I prioritize things differently. Biju, you might prioritize things That's differently. Right, yeah. So how, how would you prioritize things? Yeah, so I would I would just quickly summarize this. So yeah. I would say that uh, one thing I said is I, I, I said I have a to-do list where yeah. I add things. I schedule times when it should be, what's the deadline for it. Then I also have my calendar where I move things to the calendar. Um, and, you know, there is a whole system where I, I check when is the due date coming, is there enough time for it, and all those things, right? So I, I guess a lot of people know about it. But the important thing I want to say is from the prioritization is what do you value? 
in, in life, right? So I always look at it from something where does it have an eternal impact or is it going to be, uh, you know, a, a short-term impact? So if something is there with a long-term impact, yes, absolutely. I value those things. So one of the things I value is from the, from the perspective of kingdom impact. Is it having a kingdom impact or not? And because when you didn't, you didn't have much to do when I was younger and when I didn't have much to do, you could do everything. Right. But now it's like, okay, if you do something, it may take you two hours. But if you pay five dollars, somebody else will do for you. What would you do? Is, is, it, is it like uh, you are going to spend two hours to do? But if you're passionate about something, that's a different story. But I'm saying about, you know, practically speaking, a lot of times we have to prioritize it. But maybe that two hours can be used by you to do something which will have a long-lasting impact. So you have to prioritize that. So one, one example I will tell you is, uh, we should always be mindful about developing others too. So if I do something and I may be the only one able to do it, but if I can train five people to do the same things, it will have a long-lasting impact. So again, since I said a lot in the earlier uh, sure. question, yep. I will summarize it by saying that uh, you have to really look at what is going to bring a long-term impact and you have to prioritize it. Yeah, along with that, so <clears throat> my next question is more about the decisions which you make. So suppose if there are two things or more than one thing at which is scheduled at the same time, so how do you decide and how do you prioritize or how do you take those, make decisions. those decisions? Yeah, that's, that's a good one. So I will give you one example. So let's say there are two meetings or two places where I need to go. So the question is, how do I decide, right? Um, again, I, I would say value and impact and also what would be the lasting result of that. So for example, and then sometimes it's, the, it's, the, it's your priority. So let's say, uh, I, I can think of one good example, right? You know, I'm, I'm doing my thesis this year. Sometimes I have paper due. So paper due date is not going to change. It's not going to change. That's right. Uh, but I can always reschedule a trip to Mall of America. I can right. always go later too. <laughs> yeah. or, 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 or something else, right? So if I have to meet somebody or if I have planning to play or something, you know, that all. But so you have to really see what is of more importance and more priority. And sometimes it could be based on some relationship too, right? So you, you can't do it. But I would normally go by what is the eternal impact. If I, if I show up here, will it, will it be of any benefit? Uh, to others, and will what will it does it align with my own life mission? So those are the criteria on the basis of which I would uh, you know approach that. That's actually helpful. So I just want to take one point out of it. Like you said, like to take decisions which will have a long-lasting impact or which will impact your future. So that's actually really helpful. Absolutely. And then I've also wondered, uh, Pastor. Um, I know that we each have our own ways of thinking about time, but. What does the Bible say, you know, in, when it comes to prioritizing time and yeah. um, figuring out your time? <laughs> yeah. So what I, w I really want to do is uh, I would uh, read some Bible verses, and I think that itself will make it very clear about a few things. There are many verses which talks about time, but, you know, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 says like this, He has made everything beautiful in its time. It's talking about God. He has also set eternity in human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end, right? So, so one thing is, everything is done by God. We are not by an accident. We are here uh, by God's purpose. And God has given us a time. And Bible says, you know, the life of a man may be 70 or 80. 
so we have limited time. So, you know, it's, it's, it's shorter than what we think. And each day we, we are getting closer to our finishing line or end, you know, or our death. You have to, you have to play, uh, say it plainly. The other thing I want to remi remind everyone is Proverbs 21 verse 5 says, The plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. So, uh, you know, the plans are, you know, it's not bad to plan. But you cannot plan in a bad sense. I will get to that. There is a verse for that. You know, Bible talks about somebody who, who thought, you know, I will gather everything, this rich man, and he, he thought I will enjoy my rest of my life. But what happened is, you know, that same night his life was demanded. So it is not in our hands. Proverbs 27, 1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. So we should, we should be humble in our life and we should value each time, each day actually. Sometimes we should actually be thankful for the Lord for uh, that day. And then you will not be worked up about things. A lot of times people are so worked up, tensed and, you know, about different things. Sometimes they are so tensed about what will happen you know, next month. But I would say that, okay, that's fine. You know, you should be thinking about it, but don't get worried beyond a time because that's not in our hands. James 4, 13 to 17, that's a very interesting passage. It says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this city or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? Do you, do, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do that, this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and does not do it, it is a sin for them. So basically what it says is tomorrow is not in our hands. It's in God's hands. So what we should do is if it's in God's will, we will do it. So we should have that trust in God and that perspective should be there about our time. Finally, uh, I would read one more, uh, you know, not one more, actually eight verses from the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, which is a classical um, scripture portion about the time. It says that there is time for everything, a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search, a time to give up, a time to keep, a time to throw away, a time to tear, a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. So, in, in summary, what I want to say is, um, you know, through the whole, you know, conversation we had today is, everyone has to understand that our time is limited. Uh, whatever lifespan God has given us, every day is important, every week is important. So we have to really value this. And Bible also talks about this uh, talents, the parable of the talents. Where so I think time is a very important gift which God has given to us. So we should see how we are utilizing this time. Are we using it for, for things which will have eternal impact? Uh, are we using it for things which will positively impact and help others? Uh, do we have a value system we follow? And that should be biblical value system. And also, I would say, what is our call in life, basically? What is God, uh, you know, wants us to do? And do we have a mission? 
and do we align things with mission. At the same time, there are some things which are mandatory. If somebody says, okay, in order to fulfill the mission for my life, I will stop coming to the church and, you know, that, that's, that's not uh, good even. So what I mean to say is, there are some things which we need to do, but at the same time, we need to understand what God wants us to do and invest our time and energy into fulfilling God's purpose through our lives. Awesome. I know and a lot of our listeners and myself, I'm sure we can all relate. We get so wrapped up a lot in our own things that we don't even think about, you know, every day God gives you that. That day itself is a blessing. Every hour, every minute is a blessing and everyone gets so wrapped up in it. So just to our listeners, to are listening that, you know, you, like Pastor said, good point. We have to think about, you know, every day is a blessing from God. Yep. Thank you, Pastor. And with that, we're going to wrap up today's uh, edition. And uh, th- thanks again, Pastor, for coming. And uh, Biju, you guys have a good night. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. It's a pleasure talking to you both again. Thank you.